could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world you just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Prejudice is a burden that confuses the past, threatens the future, and renders the present inaccessible. Maya Angelo. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. I'm Ruhani, and we have an amazing show planned for today, all about back-to-in-person school. In segment two, we'll speak about a team guest, speak with the team guest, April Shi, who has written a book, A High Schooler's Journal on Artificial Intelligence, Facial emo- Facial Emotional Recognition, and Convolutional Neural Networks. In segment three, we'll introduce our newest reporter, Rose Sarner, with her segment, Bite Share. And right now, let's dive in. So I'm going to be talking about my segment, Teenship, and if I sound a little tired, it's probably because I had a long day at school. And returning to in-person school is definitely a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Now, I'm starting to get a little more used to it, but it's still a pretty rough adjustment, especially because I'm now a junior and I'm stressing out about SAT and GPA and all that good stuff. Well, in any case, it's always important to prioritize your mental health. And here are some ways that you can have a better school year. One thing that I've learned, finally, is that organization is key. Yes, it took me about 16 years, but... Structuring my schedule has benefited me immensely. I personally use the Notes app on my phone, but I know a lot of people who use planners, and either way is fine as long as you really have like a way to check every task. And ever since I started doing this, I'm able to balance everything a lot more, and planning honestly gives me peace. Number two, which is so incredibly important, is sleep, and do not sacrifice your sleep schedule for school, even though I literally do that. But it's really a habit I'm trying to break. For example, I remember I failed a math quiz I actually really knew the content of, and it was 
All because I made a bunch of silly mistakes, and that was because of sleep deprivation. And another thing that I've really learned is joining something you're passionate about, like a cause. And a lot of people have told me colleges actually look for an applicant who shows interest in one consistent activity rather than someone who does a bunch of things that don't really correlate. So basic, basically like quality over quantity. And colleges aside, you should honestly find something you love to do because it makes high school or even middle school a lot more fun. And it doesn't feel like work if you enjoy it. Like um, Express Yourself, for example, it's more than just an extracurricular to me. It's a way for me to kind of, you know, express myself and really convey the things I can't say in a day-to-day conversation, for example. You know, I have this platform to talk about serious topics, talk about silly topics, really anything I put my mind to. And I get to connect with people my age. It's such a fantastic activity and I love doing it. I really do. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is to find something that makes you feel productive but enthusiastic, which is easier said than done, I know, but it helps if you talk to your school counselor and they might tell you about like opportunities available on campus and it's a great way to get involved early on. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment, but I love sharing my experience for back and in-person school. During the break, check out our website, www.bethestarur.org, and keep listening for more as I will be interviewing a teen author, April J. She, who has written a book about artificial intelligence in the next segment. Thank you. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you are. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. Our next segment is with April J. She, and I'm so excited to interview her. As I said in the first segment, she's the author of the book, A High Schooler's Journal on Artificial Intelligence, Facial, Emotional Recognition, and Convolutional Neural Networks, and is a current senior. Through learning about the topic from a professor at Apple Pie, Inc., as well as independent research, April wrote this book in order to help other high schoolers or younger students understand what she learned. She's also the founder of a local volunteer-based tutoring camp, STEM Camp for Children, and has been teaching kids literature and STEM since seventh grade. In her free time, she loves to draw and write short stories and is incredibly interested in ways to educate different groups of people. Her favorite food in the entire world is her grandma's cooking, made with vegetables grown by her grandpa. April, you were incredible, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm also very excited to be here. Yeah, and I love the fact that you eat vegetables grown by your grandpa, because I also um, grow, I have a community garden, which me and my grandpa run together, and that's just so cute. I love it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, sadly, I don't really know much about gardening myself. Yeah, it's it's something I've learned over the course of quarantine, and Honestly, I kind of miss quarantine because I had all that time to like, you know, learn different different activities, but now I'm back to in-person school and I know that can be a rough adjustment for some people, but since you're a senior, how do you think you've been feeling, you know, just going back for your final year? Actually, I learned better in person than I do um through like let's say Zoom or Schoology. Um yeah. I think that yeah, you definitely have a better connection with your teachers, and especially, you know, we're seniors now. It's a little bit better to hang out with your classmates and grademates. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of hard for me because sophomore year was pretty easy on Zoom, but then I just went straight to, like, my busiest year, and I have to go in person. But, yeah, I also learn better, I feel, when I'm in more of, like, a real environment rather than just, like, through a screen. So actually, are you like in the middle of college apps and how is that going? Do you have any like uh, preference, um, preferred college? Yeah, I definitely want to, um, since I live in Cupertino, I definitely want to stay in the California region. Mm-hmm. So my preference are currently the UCs and some other schools in California. Um, I yeah. am in the middle of my college apps, and it is a little bit busy, but it is actually sort of enjoyable once you get the hang of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it can be because you're kind of, you know, venturing to a new stage of life. And yeah, the UCs would be lucky to have you. I mean, you wrote a book. And speaking of that book, uh, what do you think? Um, I know I just said kind of like the face value of it, but what do you feel like as the author is your book about? Yeah, so I think my book is about the journey I took 
sort of venturing on this new field that I've never really um, learned about before, which is artificial intelligence. And it specifically focuses on an aspect, which is image processing sort of and like uh, convolutional neural networks. So it, uh, it focuses on that specific aspect, but it also talks about some general knowledge on the uh, field of artificial intelligence itself. Wow, I am um, really impressed by that. Uh, my dad also works in artificial intelligence, but I never really, you know, got the hang of it. So what was um, your research on artificial intelligence about and how did you do it? Did you do it by yourself? I think uh, you mentioned that you did it with a professor. Yeah, so the research was about, so the professor taught me how to make a simple um, a artificial intelligence model. And then I took that model and tested three different variations. And um, mm -hmm. after some analysis, I basically came up with the conclusion that one of the models was more efficient than the others. Wow. So you're kind of an expert at this point, <laughs> pretty much. Um... No, no, not really. <laughs> For our age, you definitely are. And uh, how did you get the idea for this book? Like, did it just come to you while you were doing those things, or? Yeah, actually, it's an interesting story because I was I wanted to learn more about artificial artificial intelligence, and I was specifically interested in like the emotional intelligence and ethics oh, aspect. Right. So, yeah, I was thinking about writing a scientific paper. But I kept writing and writing until it was <laughs> way too much to be a paper. So then I decided to just make it a book instead. Yeah, see, I have that same, I like when I'm doing like an essay, I'm writing something, I always go over the word limit. Like I just keep writing too. And I love literature. Um, writing is also like, you know, kind of a passion of mine. And back when I was 10, I remember I, I also wrote a book, but it was more about, it was kind of like this cutesy little thing about like a family of four. So um, what was your motivation to write a book? Um, I think it was first and foremost for myself and to prove that I could actually complete a large project of my own. Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, it's very relatable. I know most of us, um, especially, <laughs> you know, at our age, we feel a lot of self-doubt about our own capabilities. And Definitely. for me, this was just a way to test and to endure a challenge, I, I suppose. Yeah, I feel that exact way. I feel like writing a book is like, it can be a pretty tedious task, but it is so worth it. Like when you see your work out there and published and printed, it's so amazing, especially so young. And I'm really interested in AI. So going back to that, could you um, describe what emotional intelligence is for our audience? Oh, yeah. Emotional intelligence is basically, well, actually, it's a huge umbrella um, covering multiple different aspects. So, for example, how well you can converse with someone, how well mm -hmm. you can respond to um, the emotions your like the people around you are displaying, things like that. It's basically how well you... Um, I guess, like, emotionally respond to other people. 
and how oh, you wow. fit in society. Yeah, I think I've heard of that before. And yeah, I've seen like a bunch of different movies on it. And my dad kind of does something similar. So I do find it very interesting. And for your book, did you like draw the images? Because I was looking at it um, yourself. And if you did, like, how did you do it? Oh, yeah, I actually did. So um, I actually used a free app, a free drawing app on my iPad, and then that's how I um, drew the pictures. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's like you don't, um, to anyone who wants to, like, write their own book and, like, create their own drawings, mm-hmm. you, you really don't need anything that um, expensive or special. I think, especially because my book is mainly, like, in a cartoon style, so, um, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, that's adorable. I love, like, little cartoons, and, like, I, like, um, for my book, back when I was, like, 10 years old, um, the illustrations were not, like, done by me. It was, like, digitalized uh, by, like, the self-publishing company, so I, I think, like, I wish I could draw as well as you do. It's so cute, and, um, how difficult yeah. do you think it was to create uh, your book? Well, it definitely took a lot of endurance. Yeah. And a lot of motivation. As a very, very strong procrastinator, <laughs> it definitely <laughs> took a lot of pushing on my side um, to start working. But once you start working, then you'll naturally continue. You just have to like push yourself to pick up the pen or pick up your laptop and start writing. So that's like the hardest aspect. Yeah. yeah it takes a lot of like self-discipline and kind of like the mindset you have to like at least write five pages a day because otherwise it's just really hard to complete. And your book is so unique and special that there's like also like calculations in it. So did you have your mentor review them or did you just like uh, kind of do them on your own? Yes, all of the scientific aspects of my book, I did have my um, the professor I was working with look over them just to make sure I didn't do anything wrong and that I was um, on topic, clear, or just, like, in general accurate. Right, yeah, and I think having a mentor is just so amazing, especially, like, during this, you know, kind of interesting time of our lives and really helps us, you know, express our talents to the best we can. And do you think there's anything, um, what is something you feel like you really learned from this process? I think the main thing that, like, the main, if I could pinpoint it down to one idea that I learned from this process, it's probably the fact that anyone can really complete, like, if you want to write a book, you really don't need to understand that much. You just have to put the research in, right? And yeah. then if you want to create, like, as I said before, a large project, you just have to put yourself, you have to start, and you have to um, sort of condense it into, like, step by, like, small steps, and then mm-hmm. it will be easier that way. So I guess any, as long as you have a goal and as long as you're willing to work for it and intelligently, like, split it into doable parts, then you'll be able to, like, finish anything big, I guess. Yeah, that's honestly, like, the best mindset a writer writer can have. And in college, do you feel like you're going to lean or gravitate towards 
um, AI more or maybe even writing? Or do you think like maybe a mixture of both? Like what do you plan on majoring in? So I'm probably going to, so currently um, there's not really an artificial intelligence major, so I'm probably going to have to go for computer science and then maybe like do a track in artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. But as for the writing aspect, yes, I am thinking of either doing some interdisciplinary research in college or maybe minoring in something like digital humanities. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of different um, paths I can go about this, and that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, exactly. And it's such, like, two unique talents to have. Like, you have the best of both worlds. And I think it's going to be so much Thank fun you. in college to, like, explore both those passions, and you're going to do incredible. And is there one area of AI that fascinates you more than others? I know you mentioned, like, emotional intelligence. Is that really the one you think is the most interesting? That and, I guess, more in general, ethics. Mm, Um, Ethics and AI, it's like a mixture of, like, humanities and AI, as as, like, you mentioned before. And I think that is the most fascinating aspect is just in general how humans will respond to AI and how AI will impact our society, I think. Yeah, that is actually, like, a genre explored in many, like, TV shows I enjoy, like Black Mirror. I feel like that's one that just captures it so well. Do you watch that show? Yeah, there are, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of shows, and I read a lot of science fiction novels like this, too, so I understand. Yeah, they creep me out, but I feel like they're probably the most interesting because it's so relatable to the world today. And uh, going back to the process, how long did it really take you to finish? So all in all, it took me about a year and a half or maybe a year. This is some, like some weeks I would just not work on it at all because I would be either too busy or too um, drained. But some other days I would work for hours continuously. and. In general, it's more like, well, you don't want to push yourself too hard, but you also want to push yourself enough that you would be able to finish the book. Yeah, and if it's something like, uh, you know, you really enjoy, I feel like it's something rewarding at the same time, even though it's like work, but you really feel, you know, content with yourself when you're being productive, especially for such an interesting topic. And for the book itself, how did you publish that? Did you do self-publishing or did you like contact a publishing house or how'd that work? Yeah, because this was this is my first book and it is more of a personal project that I just wanted to share with other people. It is independently published on Amazon. So that is the so I didn't try and find an external publisher or anything like that. Yeah, I think that's a great, I think publishing books on Amazon is a great way, a great start, and um, it it can actually connect to a lot of people on there. And even in your book, you had like this extensive bibliography, and that must have been super time consuming. But uh, did that take you like, was that the part that took you the most time or was it the content? 
Oh, it was a mixture of both, I'd say. Although the part where I did do a lot of the reading and analyzing and research of, like, the different um, scientific articles that I read, that the time spent doing the research was actually, it felt like less time, mainly because what I was reading was actually, you know, something that I was passionate about. The content writing, however, felt a lot longer. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But a year and a half is, like, great time. How old were you when you wrote this? Were you, like, a sophomore or a freshman or, like, middle school? Yeah, so I started in the summer of 10th grade. And then I completed it just last summer. Oh, so do you think, like, quarantine kind of helped you, like, um, you know, just really, like, do the last finishing touches? Yeah, definitely. And also because of quarantine, you know, I actually had some time, especially since school was a little bit more lax in the homework area. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, writing is something you can really perfect when you have, like, time to yourself and, you know, more open schedule. So do you think in college you're going to have, like, more future projects like this or are you going to wait a little bit for your next one? I think I will definitely have more projects like this. It may not be as researchy as this one. Maybe a little. Maybe I'll um, venture more towards like a science fiction novel. Ooh, or wow! I could, yeah. Or I could take like the opposite route and start writing scientific papers. I think it really depends on what I'm going to be doing, how much time I have, and. Um, but either way, I'd be excited to sort of um, test out the waters. Yeah, I think you definitely should. And like when it comes to science fiction, I mean, obviously novel would be amazing, but there are a lot of, you know, like magazines you could submit to. I know are looking for like science fiction stories or contests. I think they're really looking for, you know, more writers in that area, teen, like teen writers. And I think you'd be amazing for them. Thank you. Yeah, and is there anything else you would like to share about the book? Any, you know, we know that people can buy it on Amazon, but is there any, you know, important messages you want to get out through your work? Besides the fact that I definitely want to inspire and motivate um, other young teenagers like me to create and finish projects. I think there's also the message of, again, um, just to be aware of the changes in the world, especially with regards to technology. And you really want to just dive into STEM and then, um, and then basically see a little bit of that aspect. Yeah, and that is so relevant to the world, so relevant to the world today. And I think it's an amazing message and amazing thing you've done. And thank you so much for this informative conversation. And I am extremely impressed that you wrote this, you know, very detailed book and that you know so much about artificial intelligence, despite, you know, being so young. And you can find the book on Amazon. The title is A High Schooler's Journal on Artificial Intelligence 
facial, emotional, recognition, and convolutional neural networks. You've been listening to Express Yourself. Show your love for more segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity at www.btsya.org. And keep listening for more in segment three when we meet our newest reporter, Rose Sarner. I'm Ruhani. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star you You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. everyone and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm your host Ruhani and today's show is all about back to in-person school and learning. In this segment we are so excited to introduce you to our newest reporter Rose Sarner. Rose Sarner is a junior in high school at the Archer School for Girls who enjoys playing tennis, hiking, and hanging out with her friends. Her radio show sheds light on the pressing issues of urban food policy, nutrition, and the importance of food access in our world today. Rose is eager to share her knowledge, create an impact, and provide the tools and resources to enhance people's lives in the community. Her segment on Express Yourself Teen Radio is called Bite Share, and she is anxious to provide tips on how everyone can have access to and eat healthy, nutritious meals. Now let me introduce you to Rose. Hi, Rose. We welcome you to Express Yourself as our newest reporter, and we are so happy to have you on. Hi, and thank you so, so much for the warm welcome. 
Like Ruhani said, my name is Rose Sarner, and I'm a new reporter for the segment Bite Share as a part of the Express Yourself radio podcast. I'm thrilled and honored to be here discussing the importance of urban food policy, nutrition, and food access in our world today. These issues are constantly ignored and not put into the forefront of conversations. However, I'm excited to educate people on the importance of such issues and provide you all with both the tools and resources to greatly improve your health and your community's health. Let's jump right in. During quarantine, I fell in love with cooking. I fell in love with the creative opportunity cooking gave me and the connection it provides. Cooking for me became a creative outlet. It offered a way for me to stay connected with my family and friends and provided comfort in a time of chaos. I began cooking for my family every night after school and started sharing recipes with my friends. After a long day of schoolwork, being in the kitchen was always a space for me to de-stress. I enjoy making healthy, nourishing, and delicious meals with fresh ingredients I buy locally from my farmer's markets. Every Sunday, my mom and I walk to our local farmer's market and engage with each of the different vendors that grow everything they're selling. As I began to engage more with each of the farmers, I began to understand how fortunate I am to personally grow up with easy access to fresh produce and healthy food options. I soon started looking into what was happening around me and in my greater community. Wow, Rose, that's incredible. And I love how during quarantine you were able to find this new passion of yours. And I love how enthusiastic you are about it. So how do you think an individual can begin to learn about and make healthier choices like you've been doing? Well, an easy way to begin making healthier choices is by noticing where your food is coming from. So always try to buy organic when you can. Mm-hmm. Choose foods that do not have to travel far. And, for example, like what is local? What is your state or city known for or have the land to grow? And this also is really beneficial because it also helps your small businesses. Another rule of thumb is simpler ingredients are better. Choose foods that have ingredients that you can pronounce and sound familiar. Now, this doesn't mean I would pass up a good Twix bar or some good ice cream every (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) These are just suggestions and tips for you all to make better habits and daily choices. Yeah, that's so cool. And I love the Twix bar. (laughs) Yeah, I love those. Mm -hmm. But uh, for people who, like, live in apartments, you think, do you think they can grow, like, some of their own vegetables? Yes, definitely. Of course, if you live in an apartment with, like, access to an outdoor patio, you can buy wooden beds, fill them with soil, add your favorite plant seeds, and water them frequently with direct sunlight. However, Mm -hmm. if you live in an apartment with limited outdoor space, you can grow herbs and vegetables inside your home. Uh, Take any container, for example, poke some holes in the bottom, and fill it up with soil. Tomatoes are super easy to grow inside an apartment, or in limited space because they simply grow straight up and are self-pollinating, along with basic herbs such as cilantro, basil, mint, dill, anything you want. Just think, what are some plants that, first of all, don't grow in the ground or have long (laughs) roots, but just are in a compact space? These are all easy to grow inside. Yeah, and I think they taste better when you grow them yourself. Like, I volunteer at a community garden. It's a lot of fun. So what do you think about community gardens? Do you like volunteering at them? Yes, I'm a huge fan of community gardens. 
Community gardens, they reduce the amount of food deserts and allow residents greater access to nutritious foods that is necessary to live a healthy life. They increase the amount of fresh food available in communities, help the environment, and provide residents with nutritional education. As you are growing a community garden, you are consistently learning about what you are growing and the benefits each food has on your health. Also, it is simply a fun way to get involved and meet some of your neighbors. I remember in elementary school for one of my fifth grade field trips, we visited a community garden, and it opened up my eyes to the idea that communities can come together to not only benefit the environment, but to support one another. And I've been volunteering at a community garden just in my local community, and it's a great way to meet new people. And like you said, growing fresh food is just better, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I wish everyone had the same opportunities, you know, have your own homegrown stuff. So if I wanted to, like, donate those fruit, like fruit and vegetables and maybe like even canned goods to a food bank, how could I do that? Well, simply look around in your community. Typically, many community centers have drives, whether it's a clothing drive, a hygiene equipment, or packaged food. Uh, churches and temples are both great places that have food banks running weekly. I participated in my food bank at my local temple, and it's another way to donate your fresh and healthy foods are to organize drives at your home, at your homes and your schools. Set up a donation bin. I'm sure most families have food lying around that just sits in their pantries. In my household, if we have extras from dinner, my mom and I make single-serving plates, package them up, and hand them out to homeless people. Wow, that's a great thing to do. And I feel like you just feel really good about yourself and helping the community, you know, through healthier lifestyle choices. So do you think, it really started during quarantine, you mentioned, but do you think when you were younger you had a fascination with you know, eating healthy, or did it really just start pretty recently? Yeah, I think from a young age, I was always into eating healthy foods and just creating healthier habits. I mean, I went to the, I would go to the doctor, and my my doctor would be like, she's like the only kid I know who enjoys eating green vegetables. I was like the only <laughs> kid who didn't, <laughs> who actually enjoyed it. <laughs> but I think that it's also great for parents, too, to implement healthier habits. Um, right. from a young age, too. And that can be really easy, like just making a side of vegetables or something simple. Right, yeah. I know my mom, she had to, like, smush zucchini and, like, kind of put it somewhere I wouldn't notice it, so I would eat it. I was a pretty picky eater growing up. And do you think take, like, any vitamins or supplements, like, or do you make the food you eat your full nutrition? I like to think of food as... I mean, a vaccine is a vaccine, but I like to think of food as almost medicine. Like the nutrients you get from fruits and vegetables and stuff growing in nature are just stuff you won't get anywhere else. And I like to take a lot of the food and, like, diversify. Like I learned when I was younger, like eat the rainbow. So I like to kind of use my food as medicine, but also if, there's like a flu or something like that, I would take the vaccine. Um, Sometimes I take vitamins just for like prescribed vitamins, but I like to eat all the, I like to use the food that I'm getting as medicine. 
Yeah, and I think food, you can, like, do so many creative things with it, like recipes. Uh, do you have, like, can you, like, tell me one of your favorite recipes, maybe? I know I love making, like, pasta and put putting, like, a bunch of fresh vegetables in it. Yes, yes. I, um, over quarantine, like I mentioned, I started cooking a lot more, so I've definitely been creative in the kitchen the past year or so. I, um... One of my favorite things to make, I would say, is I really like experimenting with different flavors like or cuisines. So, like, Mediterranean, I like making falafels or vegetable patties, which I know some people have, like, a negative connotation against those. But I, if you just add some, like, fun spices and stuff, they can be really delicious. I love making vegetable curry, and I like challenging myself, kind of, and exploring stuff that exploring foods that people no, don't necessarily enjoy and making them delicious over quarantine. My friend and I, we started a cooking club and oh, it's wow. a mother daughter cooking club. Yeah. And we've had so much fun with it. Um, so we each pick like a new theme, whoever hosts. And when I hosted, I like to host with a theme that plays on vegetables and fruits in the season, like, cooking locally or cooking within the season to optimize each vegetable. So we, my theme was uh, stone fruit. So every single dish that you would make had to incorporate, incorporate a different stone fruit. Oh, wow. What is a stone fruit exactly? Is that like, um, a like stone fruit, fruit is, or? yeah, it's anything that has like a pit in it, which I like to think about. So, Peaches, plums, apricots, cherries, nectarines, anything that has a big pit in the center. Ah, I see. So, yeah, I think peaches are actually my favorite fruit. So would you say, like, stone fruits are your favorite, like, cherries and nectarines? Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's so delicious. Plums, too, so... I really like plums, especially when they're at the farmer's market. I go uh, on Sundays every weekend with my mom, and we just, like, there's so many varieties and different colors. We just, like, try a bunch of different ones. Yeah, and they're so delicious, and they're so healthy, and it's amazing how involved you are with it. And thank you so much for coming on with this informative segment. I'm so happy to talk to you today, and we are overjoyed that you joined our team, and We look forward to more segments from you on future shows. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. It was amazing. And unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our audio engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. Good luck with being back to in-person school. Make healthy food choices and stay safe. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. 
Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself.